This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to My Favorite Murder. The mini-sodes. We read your shit to you. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Kay. Are you j- are totally jacked up for it? I'm jacked up and I'm ready. And do you want me to go first? Yes. I'm hey jacked, jacked up for you to go first. Oh, we, we usually say this is where you send us your hometown stories, murder stories that have in your hometown. But now we've opened up to all variety of things. <laughs> just stories. Just, just kind of a good story. Yeah. Like, do you have a kind of cool story that you tell someone maybe two beers in because there's not much else to talk about? Yeah. Send it to us. Dig deep. What's <laughs> that weird thing your uncle found in yes. Germany when he was posted over there for army exactly. duty. Exactly. That kind of stuff. Yeah, Nazi gold. A Nazi gold is a gold if mine. You, if you know where the Nazi gold train is buried, we'd love to hear about Tell it. Tell us. So this first um, one, the subject line is a murderer as an acting scene partner, parentheses, a very L.A. story. Love it. Hey, Karen Georges, Stephen and Animal Friends. A few weeks ago, my friend Alexis, who's an actress in L.A., as am I, Oh. Uh, was in a teen study class and they had to pick a scene partner to meet outside class, rehearse, etc. as you do. No. So she didn't really know anyone in the class, but had briefly met this guy, Chris, so they picked each other as partners. They exchanged numbers, but when Alexis a- texted him a few days later to rehearse, he didn't get back to her. Mm-mm. She texted him a few more times and then a week later, he finally responded saying, can't do it, something came up. Mm-mm. A few days later, she was reading a news article about the young missing actress Adia Shabani when she chose, uh, when she saw that the girl's boyfriend, mm. Chris Spots, her acting partner, mm. had led the police on a um, chase across Los Angeles County in a stolen car, then fatally shot himself after the pursuit. A day oh or so God. later, uh, police found Adea's remains in a shallow grave outside Sacramento and Chris is the main suspect in the murder. Oh my god. Uh, AKA he did it and then killed himself when pursued. Oh and it came out that the douchebag had a fiance outside <gasps> of LA so basically my friend almost did a scene with a murderer and a cheater stay sexy and don't choose murderers as acting partners <sighs> Ariana. When did he find the time to even text her sorry something's come up? Yeah what if People have ghosted people for so much less than that. I want to know the timeline of like when that text was sent. <laughs> she, I bet you she was really hounding him. Yeah. She was just like, guys, uh, look, we've got to get this scene yeah. for Danny and the Deep Blue Sea You're together. You're really screwing me over. I'm not going to get a bad grade because you yeah. can't get it And together. he's like, I'm kind of busy right now. He's like, I'm having a psychotic break yeah. and doing terrible things. Oh, That's so horrible. That's awful. Um, Okay. This one's called... So I guess both my parents work with murderers. Mm. Hi, MFM humans and animals. Great. Well done. 
my friend Stacy got me hooked on the podcast when we were driving around the country on tour doing children's theater. Oh, this is an actor's episode. It's kind of a theme. Um, but I've been a murderino since childhood. My mom worked in criminology when I was growing up, and she used to sit me down in front of the sex offenders registry database, <laughs> oh, no. which she helped create because she's a badass, Whoa. and tell me that all those were bad people, even the woman who looked like a grandma. That is amazing. That's horrifying. I love her mom. She not only made the sex offenders database, she made her daughter study the faces of the you know sex what, You know why that's such a good idea? Because it's like yeah. going, they look like anybody exactly. at Costco. That's, I think, what her point was, is like, that, see that little old lady? Yeah. Sex offender. Do not trust. So, uh, sh- uh, then the next line of the last line of the paragraph paragraph is thanks for the trust issues mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the only problem we got from aj yeah yeah uh she also told me about how when she was working in jails in the 80s there was a liquor store down the street and the guards would let inmates who were in for drug crimes and other minor things go there and get beer or whatever wow uh <laughs> I, <laughs> like just do a 7-eleven run uh-huh. wow we're in there for drug crimes right. yeah it's not as bad as something i mean these days drug crimes Free them all. Free them all. Free them all. For real. Most of them. Okay. Free them all when they're not, when there's no violent offenses. Just the drug crimes. We're only talking drug crimes. No violent offenses. Nothing beyond. But there's so many just like low-key dealers. Well, did you hear what's her face's, Cynthia Nixon's quote about like, we need a... Yeah. About legalizing pot? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. I, I can't say it offhand. Okay. Um... I could go on and on about my mom's crime stories forever, but I'll get to the murder. I was just talking to my father when he goes, remember that? I'm going to do dad voice. Remember that guy at work who asked for time off and it turned out it was because he had murdered his wife. And I was like, um, no, I would definitely remember that. Apparently this guy he worked with, Galen, murdered his wife in 1983 and then drove her body in the car, parked it behind a bar and elaborately staged the scene to look like a robbery. My dad remembers him claiming his wife was abusive, but I can't find anything about that in reading about the case so I think he just doesn't want to believe he had worked with a murderer Galen was out on appeal when he was working with my dad and had to request the uh, aforementioned time off to go stand trial oh shit he ended up pleading guilty and went to prison for a few years so then the job were they going to hold the job for him (laughs) or hire him back home but at the same pay rate a couple (laughs) years later what fuck. the fuck? fuck? The whole reason my dad brought it up was because uh, when they worked together, Galen had claimed to be involved in the creation of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. I've done some Googling and I can't find anything to back that up. SSDGN uh, M. <laughs> SSDGM Alana. Oh, I also created Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. Uh, they won't credit us because they're jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was only (laughs) three years old and I... (laughs) But I felt the need to create it. Okay, ready for the subject line? Absolutely. My mom was married to Drew Peterson and (gasps) coincidence. Uh, That's a coincidence. That's big stuff. So let's see, last mini-sode episode, there was the coincidence letter about a woman who was being... They were were trying to pick the jury for a murder case and it turned out it was her nephew's murder case and she was dismissed and we said send us your fucking coincidences which i and steven gave me five coincidences to choose from this time which i was like he's like the first five are murder and the last five are coincidences and i just went to the last five immediately yes my favorite you're like give me them coincidences some people say there's no such thing you decide you tell us hello 
Yes, my mom was Drew Peterson's first wife. My two older half-brothers are his sons. Thank God my mom stayed sexy or I wouldn't be here. This is not my hometown, so I won't bore you with the details. Are you fucking joking me? Bore me with the details. Uh, we Bore me all day long. Um, we have never done Drew Peterson. No, we haven't. Uh, but I did the Drew Peterson um, made-for-TV movie on Mall's podcast, oh, Mother May I Sleep With podcast. Right. And Steven was there. We, we talked for like over two hours. Yeah, right? yeah, that episode, yeah, is like three hours. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest made-for-TV movie. Oh. It's Rob Lowe as Drew Peterson. Oh, it's so nuts. Amazing. I did um, an Amish, uh, Amish chick gets pregnant. That's not really what it's called. <laughs> oh, for oh, your episode, yeah, of that? yeah. Uh, Mother May I Sleep with podcasts, so good. What did I call it again? Uh, Amish my period. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the. <laughs> That's what I called it. That's hilarious. Amish podcast. Uh, yeah, listen to um, Molly McAleer's podcasts. She has. Does she still do? Please advise. Yeah, please advise is going. Um, Mother May I Sleep with podcasts is kind of on hiatus right now. But there's a ton of episodes you can listen to. There's a t- yeah, she's already recorded a ton, and they're so good. And she's so, she's such a good interviewer slash conversation holder. She's just so dry. Yeah, and she has a she has a totally unique, fascinating personality yes. that I want to talk to forever. She acts like she doesn't care, and then you find out she's the cariest person you've ever <laughs> met in your life. That is not always the way. It's totally the way. Okay, okay. Um, so. Uh, we're like yelling at this person for not telling us more. And then we just change the subject out of Drew Peterson entirely. Sorry. It's fine. Um, it's our okay. podcast. This is not my hometown, so I won't bore you with the details that you're probably sick of hearing about. No. Not in the least. I want to give a shout out to my brother who has custody of Drew's brood. He is doing a bang up job <gasps> raising those kids, considering the fucked upness they have to live with. Wow. That's hard. That's amazing. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is more to her point. My hometown murder happened in 1994 in a western suburb of Chicago when I was 10 years old. I was walking home from a a friend who lived about two blocks away from my house. I passed a house, which we could see from our front window, that had ambulances everywhere and police cars pulled up on the lawn. That's bad. On the lawn, really? When the police (gasps) pull up as close to the front door as possible, something very bad has happened. What does it mean? It's like they're like... they. I don't know. They didn't stop on the street. Yeah. Emergency that yells to me. I never thought of that. Just fucking get up there. That's a good, that's a good uh, observation. Uh, thank you. Thanks so much. Um, I got home and nobody knew what was going on. Turns out this guy lost it because one of his stepkids didn't clean their room. So he shot up his family. Jesus. Injuring his wife and stepdaughter and killing his seven year old son. So sad. Fast forward 10 years and I'm working in a salon fairly new to doing hair. I had a new client sit in my chair and we get to talking. We discover that we lived in the same intersection growing up. Mm-mm. So I say, remember that oh. dad that went crazy and killed his son? No. She replies with, yeah, that was my stepdad. Oh. My jaw drops. I apologize profusely. Talk about a foot in the mouth situation. I was so embarrassed that I don't remember the rest of the conversation, <gasps> but she did say she wasn't home when it happened. Needless to say, I never saw her again. Oh. Lesson learned. Don't talk about murder with a new client you're trying to keep in your chair. Lauren. Can you imagine having to cut that woman's hair after that? This, this reminds me of the very few times 
in the VIP meet and greet line when oh, someone yeah. will say, you talked about my aunt, you yeah. talked about my cousin or something. And both of us freeze uh-huh. and we're just like, are you okay? Are you mad at us? Yes. Do you and then hate they, us? I, never have they said anything except never. for you did it well, but yeah, yeah. which is why I'm telling you this because I'm bragging about us. <laughs> no, but I mean like I, that feeling of my, they'll say my uncle was blah, blah, blah. My aunt was so and so. And you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, hope. I mean, these are pe- real people. Totally. It's the thing that people always ask us about, but it's like, but for the most part, it, you don't have to interact face to face with it. But like, yeah. she, she, she was doing what everybody else that isn't directly involved right. in murder does, which is, oh my, oh my God, God, this is so exciting. It's Let's so terrible. Right. It's so like, can you believe this? insane thing happened in our neighborhood yeah and then oh that's that awful. sucks man we know we that you're you. a good person lauren we feel you if you could get through that haircut you're a good hairdresser Ooh, i feel like she's has like hands of steel now totally nothing rocks that woman's world all right this one's called a middle schooler and a mom walk into a parking lot this uh, is a coincidence it's not a coincidence actually but it's a funny oh, story okay good uh, one typical day when I was in elementary school, my mom, Jill, who was a firm believer, much like Karen's quote, we aren't the Rockefellers, grandma, <laughs> and picking up any chain she finds on the ground, was dragging me around her usual errand route, the bank, grocery store, Target, etc. Much to her delight, we passed a folded up dollar bill in the parking lot. And of course, there goes Jill jogging over to grab it. <laughs> <laughs> when she picked it up, she could tell that it wasn't just a single bill. So she exclaims, look at this. I bet those, I bet there's multiple dollars in here, tucked it in her back pocket and literally spent the whole time in the grocery store talking about the luck she had finding this money. We got back to the car. When we got back to the car, she handed me the dollar and told me I could open it up and keep whatever was inside. <gasps> Very excited. And <laughs> you and I right now, when we hear this, think, oh my God, she just gave her dollar, her kid $500. Like something exciting, right? E- Yes. No. Oh. Excitedly, I opened the wadded money and inside was not another bill, as my mom had predicted, but two dime bags of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. You said I get to keep it. It's mine. (laughs) I said, oh, mom, I think these are drugs. As Dare had just come to our school the week before, I was pretty confident in what it was I was seeing. Jill, who took her first shot of liquor at the age of 58, asked, are you sure they aren't just smarties? Oh, Oh, mom. Jill. Wait, pills of cocaine? No, I think it was like powder. Oh, <laughs> but she's just like ground up smarties. I think she thought it might well, be. Well, we might as well do it and see. Let's, it's a liquor stick. <laughs> Let's eat it. Yes, they're wrapping candy in dollar bills and throwing it into the parking lot. <laughs> Jill. You know. Uh, she snatched the wad back from me and spent the car ride home talking about the exciting new details to this mystery dollar <laughs> case. <laughs> At home, she showed everything to my dad who decided calling the cops was too much of a hassle and flushed the bags down the toilet. But hey, I still gotta keep the dollar. <laughs> SSDGM <laughs> Olivia. It turns out that, you know, those, those like drug busts where they're like, um, you know, they're shipping bathtubs and then it turns out the bathtub uh-huh. is not porcelain. It's made of cocaine. <laughs> That's not real. Yes. They like, they, they have like drug busts where it's like they just pour cocaine into the molds of other okay, things. Okay. But it's in, but there has to be something keeping the cocaine together. Yeah, yeah, they so bind, they, like they bind it with. Have you seen this, Steven? Do you know what I'm talking about? They like break. The, he doesn't know what I'm talking I about. want it to be in the lining of the co- of the porcelain mold. You break the porcelain, and then cocaine comes out. Because you can't make cocaine that hard, can you? Well, can't you do it with like a Jello mold, but bathtub <laughs> shape? 
You, Stephen will look it up and then he'll explain it. Now I only just want a jello bathtub. Maybe this is just my dream of a cocaine I bathtub. Just, I think we're both talking about what we really want to be real. For Christmas. Um, <laughs> you know why that. are we talking about it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Because we're clearly drug dealers. Yes. <laughs> and we're sending out a secret message. We're sophisticated oh. drug mules. Um... What? I like, I, not like, but respect. Drugs? Yes. Oh. I definitely respect drugs. The idea that you would think of that idea where you, if you, if you folded up a dollar and threw it out the car window yeah. and then had cocaine inside, when the cops saw somebody go pick up a dollar, it could be anybody oh. and you wouldn't question it because yes. anybody would pick up a dollar bill. Cut that out, Stephen. You just told everyone how to fucking deal drugs just now. Let's do this thing, That's everybody. Leave the drugs in the parking lot. <laughs> Anything, Stephen, or did I dream cocaine bathtubs? <laughs> I think you dreamed. I think your house is full of cocaine bathtubs. Stephen, you have four minutes to find that article. The problem I know, I know. is Karen tried to snort her bathtub once <laughs> when she was whack when she was an alcoholic. That's why I'm thirty minutes late for everything. Is I just keep scratching on the bathtub. You've just been snorting porcelain <laughs> for fucking years. Yes, so that's what's go. That's where the seizures are coming from. That's it. That's my neurological <laughs> damage. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for one this last more? One? Let's do it. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye if you're like me you're always looking for a story to dive into whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve the key to getting hooked is the details i need rich visuals and intricate storylines and june's journey has that and more june's journey is a mobile mystery game that follows june parker a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder this is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as june herself Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye.
Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. The subject line is, I know Paul Onions. No! Yas. And it's there's a pick included. Hey guys, in 2005, I was living in London putting myself through uni uni. by working as a waitress at the Hard Rock Cafe near Hyde Park. I've been there. Have you really? Yeah, in our like high school trip to Europe where you went to like 10 countries in two days. Let's go there when we're in London. Um, I used to have a Hard Rock London shirt. We're getting a new one for you. Awesome. We stood in line for so long for that fucking shirt. Well, there was in 1987. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, God, that was a long time ago. (laughs) Okay. I became close friends with a Canadian girl who lived with her boyfriend of five years, Paul. Mm. When the movie Wolf Creek came out, which is loosely based on Malat, Mm -hmm. Ivan Malat, Mm -hmm. um, I asked... And if she and her man wanted to go, to which she replied in a very polite Canadian way, um, probably not. My boyfriend is the guy that escaped him in real life. What the fuck? Onions! 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 And buttons. Of course, I asked her to tell me everything she knew. She said that they started dating a couple years after the trial and that having to go back and face Malat haunted him to that day. Of course it fucking did. It's a nightmare. The monstrous monster. He's he that story that I did when we were in Australia was so fucking awful. Talking through it, whatever that show was where I had to just keep being like, and then he walked her out into the middle of the fucking wilderness. And then her car ran out of gas. And then, yeah, but you did it great job i still remember it and i don't remember anything <laughs> i don't remember this morning uh i mean listen it brought us paul onions so right it was worth it that poor fucking man he who hates us he hates our guts there's no way he's not like every once in a while getting a message guys seriously please leave, leave paul, paul onions alone, alone. i just keep posting like a new and on instagram there'll be like another really great drawing of paul onions logo and i'll post it and be like he has a restraining order against us yes. now, but I have to post it. Like we can so do it good. for ourselves yeah. and just like him as a concept. Sure. We don't know him as a person. We don't have to be in his life. Please don't try to contact <laughs> poor fucking Paul Onions. God, it's a nightmare. But if you Although, do, tell him we love him. Yes. <laughs> tell him thank you. If you're already friends with him. Tell him we think he's a hero. Give him just a nice rub on the yeah. middle back. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry that I can't say your name offhand, but 
to whoever the um, person is who made me a keychain with an <laughs> onion on it, with eyes and a face. That's right. And I believe it was maybe Salt Lake City or yeah, maybe I Cleveland or Salt Columbus. Uh-huh. I can't remember. I use it every day. I That's my keychain now. Just so you know, it's because I they gave it to me and I was like, this is so nice. Thanks. And she looked at me and she was like, it's look, it's Paul Onion. <laughs> it's basically an, a human onion. It's the best. All right. It's a blooming human onion. It's a blooming. Oh, wait. OK, so sorry. He used to come in and have a beer at the bar waiting for her when we were closing up at 1 a.m., even though it was many years later and it seemed to be something that troubled him enough to still they never felt right. It still, it never felt right to bring it up or ask him about his experience. Good call, yes. you fucking lunatic. <laughs> oh my God. Don't ever do that. You and the haircutting girl should hang out. <laughs> Seriously. Teach each other some lessons. Hey, how about this overall life lesson? Zip it. <laughs> Zip it until you're fucking best friends. You're doing a little bit of a, like a blood brother ceremony. You have to be like in it to win it. They drive you to the airport type of friends. You've already told them about your deepest, darkest secrets. You yes. go, how about you go first? You go fucking first with uh, like Nick, some yeah. horrible, weird, terrible, bad memory, and you lay it all in the thing, Next time and you then meet dig around. Immediately tell them you're. I got pantsed in fifth grade, <laughs> and then they're going to be like, "I'm sorry, what? I just met you. I don't want to do this with you. I don't know nothing. <laughs> Never mind. We're yelling so much at Emily uh, when she doesn't really deserve it, but <laughs> we just want to we just want to be protective of our precious Polonians <laughs> and anyone that's had an experience like that. Uh, they oh, and now she goes and tells his business. They split up a couple years later, and though <laughs> I am still close with the Canadian girl, I haven't seen him in years, and hope he has found some small portion of peace with his. Experience. Aww, Jesus. that's nice. I've included a photo from pub drinks after work for you, Karen. I hope this email reaches you now that I finally wrote it. SSDGM, Emily in LA. Emily, that's nice. <gasps> let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay, sh- we can't, we can't this. post this. <sighs> but, but we'll just tell Explain you. Explain it. He's, <sighs> it's pub drinks, so it's he's standing there with a beer in his hand. A pint. Uh, a pint a, of bitters. Pint. He is the cutest smile on his face, and he looks like a very happy man. He looks like an Edgar Wright character, like, an, and he'd be in an Edgar Wright movie. He looks like he would be oh the. That, like, he looks like Hugh Grant would play him in the movie. He's like kind of hot, you guys. He's got a great fucking face, and he looks happy. Face. A great Australian face. Yes. Is he Australian? No, he's British. He's got a great British face. <laughs> He's got the kind of face where you're like, oh, he's super cute. And then you find out he's British and he's so much hotter. So much cuter. Like, yeah. Because, you know, he'd speak to you in low lilting tones. Yeah. And he's like probably a fun drunk. Yeah. He like sings like British songs when he's drunk. He fucking like he's like, we got to get chips when he's drunk all the time. And you're just <laughs> another like, pint of bitters. You're right. We have to get chips. I do just want to put this out there, though. OK, because okay, maybe he is finding it funny maybe like jennifer moray he's like oh you guys put a positive spin on like this horrible thing that happened to me and i appreciate it i'm just saying we're gonna be in london and manchester so if he does feel that way and wants to come to one of our shows uh, please please paul if and i swear to god we're no, really normal nobody this is his decision do not tell him or anything but if yeah. it gets to him verbally through friendship sure and Legit he wants friendship. to come, yeah. he can come and, to any show in the UK. And you can come and hang out backstage with Vince. You don't have to go in the audience because the audience is going to fucking fangirl all over you and take photos with you. Yeah. Whatever or, you want. Or, you can or, do it your way. It's your it's your way. And that way could include being carried in on, on a sedan chair if you want it to be that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. I doubt he wants it to be that or way. Or we could just go get a pint of bitters after the show. Can you imagine? I can imagine. I would die. 
what if we got sour cream and onion ones? And we're like, Paul, <laughs> sour cream and onion. Wait, you keep uh, saying he just, said, <laughs> he just said no. Like, he just heard me say that. I was like, never mind. <laughs> bitters. That's what, isn't that, a be- isn't that beer in British? Um, a pint of bitters, I thought was like those herbs that you take with soda water when your stomach is upset. No, I think, a, I think bitters are beer. Could be. You know what? This is a lesson we're going to learn when we're in England. They're going to scream it at us. I, I mean, I hope you live it. This is my ploy to get them to send me a pint backstage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can't get anything backstage. I can't get anything backstage. <laughs> I can't get anything I need. Uh, Steven, just real quick, tell us tell us what the British version of bitters means. Yeah. And we'll just sit here quietly and wait and watch yep. you. This is solid podcasting. I didn't find the, I didn't find the bathtub, but... but- they okay. did use the t-shirt cannon to shoot drugs over the border. Ah, <laughs> that's good. I'm going to find that bathtub and show it to okay. you. I will find it. And then a pint of bitters. Bitters are be- is beer. A, a type of beer. Get your check. Or. or. Mm. I know what bitters are. But oh, like an English bitter. An English bitter is like mm-hmm. a beer. Is George is a cocktail person. She knows her shit. Oh, it is. It is a type of beer. Thank suck, God. Suck my bitters. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is that- <laughs> the, the bitter style came from brewers who wanted to differentiate these ales from other mild brews. Yeah. It's light. It's I like just, a light just, beer. When Georgia said suck my bitters, uh-huh. both hands went out and then both hands gestured in toward her bitters. Yeah. I did the and uh, it was, suck it gesture. Yeah. Steve, like Steve Austin's. Karate hand sucker gesture. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin's. Is that his thing? Yeah. And he goes boom, boom uh-huh. with, his, with his pelvis. Uh-huh, it's just, it's, it's very offensive. It's very late 90s you know it's a way to say suck it yeah, yeah if you if you're talking to someone who's hard of hearing they know immediately <laughs> what you mean it's important um all right that's the right. episode send us your anything send yes. us anything literally at uh, my favorite murder at gmail thanks for listening you guys and stay sexy and don't get murdered okay bye, okay, bye. elvis you want cookie uh. good boy <laughs> it was so small